0: InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know. Here's your host, Chris Whitting.
1: Millions of people are living their lives on a financial tightrope. Paycheck to paycheck, deep in credit card debt, this is the daily reality for many people, and this group includes many younger Americans. Well, if you're struggling with money, our next guest has some great information for you. He's Bill DeShirko, a certified financial planner, He's written a book titled, The Naked Truth About Your Money. Bill, welcome to the show. Thank you. Good to be here. Now, how many people are we talking about? Do you have any idea how many people are living paycheck to paycheck in the United States? I would assume it's millions we're talking about here, right? Yeah, most of the
0: studies in the financial industry, because of us boomers being the bulk of the consumers, look at retirement planning, Mm -hmm. and they look at the average assets saved for retirement, and the average, you know, Joe worker out there has about thirty, forty thousand dollars 40000 in their 401k plan. And the assumption if that's all they have in the 401k plan, they sure don't have much anywhere else.
1: Sure. Well, let's get right to it, Bill. For those who've hit a financial wall, will they soon be looking at something painful like bankruptcy or uh, eating bread and water? Or do you have some other options for them that are a little less painful?
0: I think there's a couple things you've got to look at. People's definition of hitting the wall is pretty variable based on circumstances. The one thing I learned is a financial planner and investment advisor, the bulk of our clientele is older. You know, it's the retiree, the post-retiree, they're the folks with money. So I actually had to do a lot of research on that demographic. And the one thing you find is 25 to 35 year old bracket, they're just a little anxious, I think, maybe to grow up. When I was 25, I'm sharing an apartment, I'm driving a beater car, <laughs> and it seems like today at 26, 27, everybody wants to be out in the custom built home, a Volvo and a BMW in the driveway, and a country club membership. And I think part of it is just, you know, realizing that, hey, it's normal to be broke and living paycheck to paycheck until you get into your 30s.
1: So, your advice would be to, if they haven't splurged all their money on those things, is to wait a little while until they have that type of income.
0: Exactly. You know, scale down a little bit. You know, those are the rewards that come with time and a few pay raises and a few promotions. You know, on the other side of the coin, you know, we're talking about the over leveraged. A theme you hear a lot on the radio and financial shows is to not be in debt. And, you know... If that's a financial tool. I don't know too many millionaires out there that became millionaires without using debt in a proactive way. So you know, for young people, if you're making thirty, thirty-five thousand dollars a year, it's tough. That's not an easy income to have a whole lot. But if you start out out of college making thirty, you know, down the road you're going to be making forty-five, fifty, sixty. Borrowing a little bit of money from the future isn't always such a bad thing, but just be prudent about it and take your time.
1: Now, it's very easy to quickly get over-leveraged, as you put it, to run up your credit card bills. If you're a parent, what advice would you have for someone to tell their kid as they're leaving college about this?
0: The people that I see that are successful financially, that do save and have put nice net worth together, you almost get an us-against-them attitude. You got to realize that marketing and Madison Avenue, their job is to take your money from you. The fact that you're bankrupt means that Madison Avenue has succeeded. The advertising has worked. The marketing has worked. Take a warlike attitude against that kind of a marketing blitz against your pocketbook. I mean, it's your money. Don't give it up easily.
1: Our guest is Bill DeSherko, a certified financial planner and author of The Naked Truth About Your Money. One of the things you say, why a checking account is like a gallon of milk. I'm going to put you on the spot. Can you explain that to us?
0: Yeah. If you go into a grocery store, what's the most common thing you'd stop for on the way home if you have kids with a gallon of milk? So the secret in the supermarket is they put the gallon of milk past the potato chips and the beer and other high markup items to try to get you to buy those on your way to or from the milk counter. Mm-hmm. And with a bank, it's kind of the same thing. You know, everybody needs a bank account. And marketing studies the banking industry show that wherever you have your checking account is the bank you consider as your bank, even if you have accounts maybe at two or three different places. And unfortunately today that checking account may be being replaced by where you have your first charge card. But still the idea is to get you into the bank and then to be able to offer the other services.
1: Absolutely. Now what about the uh, internet banking? There's some great interest rates you can get with accounts online. Uh, do you have any thoughts on those?
0: I uh, use one personally for a business account. The only reason I hesitate is when I talk about banking, I think the one decision you got to make is the ATM network? Where do you go and get your money? If you don't go to your bank, you're going to get hit with those fees. And many times, it's, at least here in the Midwest, two bucks is pretty common. Understand it's you know three bucks. You're in a resort area, even more, just to be able to take a fifty, hundred dollar, seventy five dollar withdrawal. That adds up. I mean, look at it as a percentage, that's a killer. You know, I see kids paying a two dollar ATM fee to take twenty bucks out of their bank account. So the one thing you want, especially early, is go to the bank that has an ATM network where you can go to and not pay those withdrawal transaction fees.
1: We're speaking with certified financial planner Bill Desherko. He's written The Naked Truth About Your Money. And, Bill, you talk about insuring yourself. For somebody who's a generation X or Y, whatever, is it really necessary to insure yourself at that age? You know, it
0: depends. Understand the purpose of insurance is to insure against a risk that we're not willing to deal with the consequences you insure your car because if it's totaled you're not willing to come up with the money for a new car you know on your own life insurance is a little tough one because no matter what age and what circumstances we're not the direct beneficiary of our insurance in that case what you want to look for is if your parents or another relative co-signed for you on a loan then they're liable for that debt. And if you were to, you know, maybe be in a tragic accident or something, you're sticking parents or relatives or somebody there that helped you out with the obligation to pay that debt. So, yeah, maybe if someone else is responsible for your debts, a little bit of insurance wouldn't hurt. Know a little bit about your family history. And it's hardly the thing you run out and buy first thing, but you might want to be cognizant of the fact that if you do have some health issues that tend to manifest themselves later in life, yeah, you know, you might want to start paying attention to the need of insurance if you're thinking about, you know, the traditional marriage, family, home, etc. down the
1: road. I'm just wondering if there are any last thoughts or a last word of wisdom you can leave with our listeners.
0: Probably one of the biggest things that causes people to blow the budget in today's society is eating out. And we just don't realize how much money we spend going to restaurants versus eating in. And the suggestion was get yourself a credit card. Be careful with it, but you and your spouse, the same card. And use it only when you eat out, so that after month after month, you can see exactly how much you're spending. And again, I'm not going to tell anyone what to spend and what's right or wrong. But you need to make that decision. If you're spending three, four, five hundred dollars a month eating out, hey, if you could cut that in half by cooking in a couple of nights, what could you do with that other two hundred, two hundred fifty dollars? And if it's paying off other debt, starting an investment plan, it could well be worthwhile versus a little bit. Of the big thing that we don't want to neglect on that, we're talking about money, but the whole topic is health issues and obesity in America and what have you. Well, you're not going to eat as healthy out as you are at home.
1: Bill DeShirko, The Naked Truth About Your Money, is his book, and your website is 401advisor.com. The number is 401advisor.com. Bill, thanks so much for joining us today on InfoTrack. Oh, thank you, Chris. Next, an expert historian has some eye-opening facts about racial prejudice. You'll want to hear it. Stay with us. Don't go away. InfoTrack will be back right after this.